All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever! Yeah! All right, camera! What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk! That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, toys. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Well, we just can't get two in a row, can we? Nah, nah. I don't know when the last time it was that we did two podcasts in a row. Like I, I, weeks in a row? Um, yeah, like, like that's what I mean. It's like yeah. weeks. It, I, it was probably like May. Spring? Yeah, yeah, like when we did the live podcast. Right. Like are. Maybe one of those right. weeks. I, I, apolog- I feel like it's my fault. No, I mean, I'm, don't apologize for working. We've all been busy. Yeah, we have. And and uh, now Colin's gone. Colin's uh, Colin's mm-hmm. he's moving into a new place mm-hmm. near me in Ferndale. Mm-hmm. Things so are happening. Yeah. So he's not here this week. So it's just me and you. Colin doesn't know it, but we're going to uh, we're going to create a palatial podcast studio in his new place. Oh yeah. And he's not going to find out until we make it because he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> right, right. We're just going to show up with a, like tables and lights and, and mic stands. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he has a closet that we can uh, we can stack up and or his bedroom. That too. That too. Yeah. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast, your Detroit podcast for film, TV, news and discussion. My name is Kale Davidoff. I'm here as I am every week with my friend Mitch Haba. Me and Mitch and usually Colin get together every week and we talk about a movie. Um, and we talk about some movie headlines and we do like on demand recommendations, talk about what we're watching, all that stuff. Um, you know, we usually go out in the theaters and, and see a movie and then talk about it. We also have been trying our hardest in the year and a half to do this podcast to watch a movie from 1990 all the way up to 2016. We haven't really gotten that far, but this week we, we got up to 1996. We'll get to 2016 at some point. We will at some point. Maybe in the third or fourth year of this podcast. (laughs) We did 1996, and it was Mitch's turn to choose. And uh, we we like to do a a movie that's on Netflix, so you guys can watch it easily. Um, Because everyone in the world has Netflix, right? Yeah. Do you know anyone who doesn't have Netflix? No, I don't think I I I do. I think I really do. Yeah. Somebody's got it in some form or another. I'm not sure I know. I'm not sure everyone I know pays for it. Right, but I know that everyone has access to it somehow. My grandma and grandpa have Netflix, so which is pretty fascinating because yeah, not everyone I know has HBO. In their eighties, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, they actually have Amazon Prime. I don't have Amazon so Prime. My parents, my parents <laughs> have that little Amazon like Apple yeah. TV thing or whatever. Anyway, so uh, Mitch, you chose, and we chose what movie? Escape from L.A. John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. Sequel to Escape from New York, which neither of us, neither have, seen. Of us have seen. Escape yeah, from but New now York, I so want to. Here see we are, it. experts so, on Escape from LA. So we're yeah. going to get to Escape from LA in a little bit. But until then, uh, we'll talk about some movie, TV news, <laughs> headlines, all that stuff. First, um, it's it's almost it's, we do this on Halloween. It's Halloween weekend as as this show goes live. Yes, live. But you know, hits the hits the internet airwaves. Comes to you, Mitch. I feel it's like in your ear I feel holes. like last year this time, in, our, in the first year of this podcast, the first season, so to speak. <laughs> I felt like this time last year, Oscar buzz was full force. Like, I felt like we already had The Martian and Black Mass and Sicario and some movies that were already making uh, a huge critical impact. And, and, you know, 
and they're just more talking about yeah, it. Yeah, more talking about right. it. And even movies like Black Mass didn't I don't think saw a nomination. Yeah, maybe no, makeup no. or something. I but don't think it, so. but, but um yeah, It's mediocre. I, you know, we're here and we're doing the Netflix thing, we're doing the nineteen ninety six movie, but to be honest with you, you know, there's not anything really drawing me to the theater. No, right there now. hasn't been. What's with that? I wasn't even thrilled to see The Birth of a Nation. I mean, that was like and if I wasn't doing this podcast, I probably would not have seen that movie. Right, and even like I kind of wanted to see Denial, this Rachel Vice movie about uh, Holocaust denial and stuff. Right, have you seen this? And that's out. My parents saw it though, and they said it was okay. Not that my parents are the are the right. uh, be all end all of movies that I see, but other than that, I don't really know. I mean, there's not much. I mean, I kind of wanted to see Magnificent Seven, just never got around to it. I'll I pr- did too. I'll probably end up seeing that. Maybe we should do that. Let's go see that together, Mitch. I okay, got some free time. Let's sure. go see Magnificent Seven. We should do a du- a duo podcast where we watch the original and we Dude, watch this. I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah, that's fine. I could do that. Um. Okay. Well, look out for that. We'll do that. <laughs> we'll good. do that. Yeah. And we can watch. And Seven maybe we can Samurai. watch Seven Samurai too. Yeah. It'll be a three-hour-long episode. There you go. Well, I just think it's fascinating. I mean, there are some. You know, Moonlight is finally getting reviews. And, right. And there's a people love the reviews are fantastic so mm-hmm. far for that. But I just don't feel like. I feel like in the blockbuster season, 2016 hasn't been good as, as 2015, and so far... Doctor Strange is coming out soon, I mean... But blockbuster seasons, I mean, whether or not Doctor Strange and Rogue One are big hits, and they're probably going to be. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the season of, of summer right. blockbuster hits is over. Right. Um, and I, I was a little underwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah, it was not a good year for blockbusters, I don't not think. Great I mean, for... Civil War was pretty much the standout. Right. Um, I mean, our. I think I could say our... One of our favorite movies from the summer was Hell or High Water, and that wasn't a bad. Right, <laughs> that right. didn't make no. any waves. I mean, everybody lo- seemed to love it, but nobody went and saw it. Right. Um, I think. I think I the, my theory is that everyone's really distracted right now about something go- think, currently going on. Do you, do you think that's it? Yeah, I would assume that we're super distracted and distraught as Americans over the election. You think the, you sound like Roger Goodell right now. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> he's blaming NFL oh, yeah. ratings. Oh uh, and I'm, I'll insult everyone's intelligence too while I'm at it. <laughs> you, they just don't understand how I deal with our stuff. No, I, I think people are really distracted and stressed out, and I don't think movies are on their mind. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and once it's over in two weeks, depending on how it goes. <laughs> We may be going the other way, or we may be going we could, a different we way. We could have some bad movies coming soon. Maybe right. Escape from USA. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, the the plot to Escape from LA seems like a dystopian future. It if some, like, if a yeah, certain we'll person into, is elected, it, it, it did sound like that. It was very strange. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's interesting. The 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 big thing in the world of entertainment this week was the the Walking Dead premiere like yeah our generations who shot jr like no <laughs> doubt like cynicism aside and like my fan i was a huge fan of the walking dead and probably two seasons ago i just said i can't do it anymore right why is I, that I, I, I lost just, interest. you just yeah I, I i got to like season three right and then i was like i can't keep watching this it's not it's boring <laughs> right but cynicism aside uh you know in a way it is in a way it is good classic serial television right to End a season with the promise that one of your main characters is going to die at the first episode of the next season. Mm-hmm. So everyone waited all summer long and uh, for this big reveal last Sunday. This Sunday, yeah, this past Sunday. 
Did you are you watching the show? Did you did you tune in because you wanted to see who Negan killed? Um, Be curious. I'm only my only like relationship with Walking Dead is that I like know what's happening in the show. Like I know where they are, but me, I me just too. I am yeah. not like interested. I'll watch a few, maybe like two or three episodes per season, like big episodes to like really figure out what's going on, and then I'll read about stuff like where they are, like plot synopses, and then yeah, I do I'll this, watch. I do like I'm interested thing. in the story. I'm just I can't. I can't put myself through an hour of that every week. You know, it's it's a taxing show. Um, and it's boring, too, at times. Like, really boring. Um, so I did watch it. And it was it was hard to watch. Did you watch it live? I mean, uh, Not live, but live. I watched I watched the recording. Did you it. get spoiled before you watched it? Um, yes. but And it was still difficult to watch. Yeah. Like, okay. it was really violent. Like, gory. You know, I haven't watched it yet. I've, I've heard, though. Were you- yeah. Is it like beyond AMC's standards? Oh yeah, for sure. Really? Yeah, I'm trying to think of another thing, for maybe from Breaking Bad that was gory, but I can't think of anything in particular besides like the tub of. That's and I've seen that. I haven't seen yeah. a lot of Breaking Bad, but I've seen that. Um, this was, but this was like, like, I my stomach felt like upset while watching it. Yeah, I felt kind of nauseous. It was, now I kind of want to watch. You know why I've started to hate the Walking Dead TV sh- TV show is that. It turned into this like fun ragtag group of really good zombie killers, and how you know, mm-hmm. like they're the best around. Instead of like this terrorizing, agonizing escape from death that I thought the first three seasons were. Right. So I might. I don't know. Do you think I can just jump into it without having seen a lot of the last couple seasons? Mm. I want to now. Like, do you know like other? Th- other like evil people they've had yeah, to run into. Yeah, I do. Into. I do because I'm familiar. With, I'm familiar with a lot of the comics. I read. I don't know. I've read a good chunk of it. I got it laying around somewhere. Here. Mm. Well, and it's I, different. I mean, I know it's different, but so I'm familiar. I think like some of the things <laughs> to notice are like what they have seen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, one of the episodes. I think mid season finale from last season. Uh, when like Rick's like love and gets like torn to pieces in front of him, and then I heard about that. It was yeah, that was an intense that. scene, like really intense, and it, it was well shot and everything. And then Carl gets shot through the eye, and it's like I'm, you know, I can't. You you kind of have to watch what they are going through in order to get like where they are now because i was a little confused watching it and i had to like read up on some stuff Got it. but now they're introducing all these different factions that we had no idea like yeah we met you know there's always like a set piece the prison woodbury right, right. alexandria uh, terminus which was a big group of cannibals that's where i stopped watching i think yeah that was creepy um but now there's like territories like we've meet, met negan's gang and we've also met these people, well, not yet, but um, these this other group of people that are, I guess, good guys, more good guys. Um, you, you seen like the still, or not still, but the clip of the guy with the tiger? Mm-mm. Yeah, that's coming up. So it'll, it might turn into like more of a like war show now. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Which it should, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Um. It just took so, seven seasons to get there. Right. So and this is my this is my, <laughs> so, this, this is my other thing is that like, uh, and we can we'll stop talking about the Walking Dead. But if that show had done a Breaking Bad and said five seasons were done, yeah, I think it would be it would go down as one of the best TV shows of all. I mean, honestly, I really believe you watch the first and second season of that show it is 
I think it's unbelievable. I really mm-hmm. the first two episodes of the first season I think are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the second season. A lot of people. I like the second like season a I lot. Think, yeah, yeah. I thought that well, was one. Of the I best like seasons. the second season a lot. Isn't it? Doesn't the second season end where like Rick is going kind of nuts and he's like, "This is not a democracy." Right? Yeah, this is a dictatorship. Well, it's a dictatorship. <laughs> I I like that because you, at that point it's like, wow, Rick Grimes is like, is like Michael Corleone like yeah. arc of like was a hero, has gone through some shit, was trying to do the right thing, and now he's a, kind of turning into a he's, bad guy. He's nuts. But then, like, they kind of remedy that, and I hated that. Some things happen. I, I, <laughs> you know? I just, I just like, I, I wanted him to... Look, even if they didn't cap the seasons, like, I felt like the... I felt like... And I know this is not what happened in the comics. I thought the natural progression of that TV show is for Rick to die in season three. And... That would have been fun. And I think that, like... And the show could have gone on. Yeah. I just think that, like, that would have been the natural progression of his character. Was him just kind of give up. Hmm. That's what I think. But that it turned cool. into, like... It, yeah. tur- it turned into, like, Rick is Han Solo. Yeah. Kind of. Like, he is, like... He's just really good at this. And this is the life he was meant to live. And, like, we honor the dead by moving on. I don't know. I guess. I wanted it to be tragic. He's just always covered in sweat now and like <laughs> and like bleeding from some spot on his face and like panting hard and being like i'm gonna kill you have you seen he's nuts have you seen love actually uh yes and i know he's in so it Andrew but i don't remember yeah and and there's a i saw someone cut together this there's a scene where he goes up to the door i think he's with Kira knightley and he's yeah he's Pulling cars, yeah. He pulls the cars to talk to her. Did you see that cut yeah. together with Negan? So I don't it's really think so. funny. No, it's I really funny. Um, one more thing. Just so I didn't know that Carl got shot in the eye. Yeah, that was a, a snake Plissken thing going on. Yeah, he's, he nice. does. He's nice. got a uh, a <laughs> eye patch. patch. Yep. <laughs> only only Kurt Russell's character in the history of cinema has ever had an eye patch. <laughs> right. Um, let's go into some other. That, that's not really news, but well, Mr. Is, Cogburn. Let's talk about some news though. Um. Since we were away, um, we have a Lando. Well, you know what? It's news, anyways. The Lando Calrissian is going to be in the Han Solo movie. Yeah, but in some uh, form or another, right? But we uh, we do have news that Donald Glover will be playing Lando Calrissian. I think he was like the one. They was kind of expected that he was going to get that role. Now I'll say. You mean expected like that's the obvious choice or expected like you heard rumors I, I about did it. hear rumors. Remember I brought it up like yeah. a month or two yeah, ago? I, I was remember, like, did yeah. I dream that, that yes. Donald Glover was... I do recall that. <laughs> right. so you called it. I called it in my dreams. <laughs> in your dreams, Mitch. In my yeah. dreams. But it's the now, best. To me, it is like maybe the perfect choice. I don't necessarily think it's the obvious choice, though. Not that there's one out there that is. I think that Donald Glover is cool. I think Lando Calrissian is cool. I think 80s Billy D. Williams is a different kind of cool than right now Donald Glover. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if really anyone, any actor, anywhere, at any age right now has the kind of cool that, like, specifically in that moment of time. It's a different type that of Billy, cool. That, yeah, yeah, Billy D. Williams has. It's, it's kind of a creepy cool. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a uh, confident cool is what I would call it. <laughs> sure. Um, so you're cool, you're cool with this? Yeah. Uh, cool yeah like the other side of the pillow cool is the other side of the pillow cool 45 have you seen have you seen that family guy cut away is it cool cool on the other side of the pillow peter flips his pillow over it's billy, oh, yeah. it's billy d williams yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, um yeah no i'm okay with this uh 
Uh, it, it sounds like a good casting choice, and we'll see how they're how him and Alden Ehrenreich's uh, uh, chemistry is because we've never besides like when in Empire Strikes Back we never really see them together often and in Return of the Jedi a little bit but um, yeah we never see them like chumming as they're young guys like they talk about right and Lando's kind of a dick in that movie I mean it, <laughs> yeah he betrays him but he's a but he's a he's smart in the day anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah you make a deal with the devil yeah right what happened to him um so you you could assume, and I think because of Chris Miller and Phil Lord, we assumed this to begin with, the, the directors of this film. Yeah. But especially with Donald Glover in it, this is going to be pretty funny, right? You could expect some laughs in this movie. Yeah, I would assume so. Probably more than, mm-hmm. you know... And I mean, I, even Star Wars Force Awakens is f- funny. I think Force Awakens is the funniest Star Wars movie. Probably. I mean, for laugh, sure, laugh, For funny. sure. Yeah. A New Hope isn't funny. <laughs> ne- no, you know, next, you know, next to surprisingly, Empire for me, I think is is the funniest. Empire it, does have some in funny a way it moments. Has some really, really good humor in it. Right, there are some um, funny moments in it with Yoda and uh, Han. Really, yeah. It's three PO. You know, the chance right, of survival right. of three hundred seventy-two to one. You know, Never tell me that. Um, uh. <laughs> I am not a committee. There's a, there's, there's some fun banter <laughs> yeah. there. Um, do you, is it? You think there's a chance it could be too funny? Then they could take this to the limit. I mean, no, because I've seen. Fu- I mean, Marvel movies can be funny and still have great I, action, I agree, and yeah. and and that's the same company. I mean, Disney. Uh, so yeah, no, I I don't think so. I don't think it'd be too funny. And Phil and Phil, what is it? Chris, Chris Miller? Miller and Phil Lord. Chris Miller and Phil Lord are so far have a great track record. Like. They have great stuff on TV. They have great movies, um, funny and successful movies. It came out of nowhere, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I, I, I believe in them. Plus, I like the in all cast kinds. I mean, you're talking, you're talking, yeah. the Jump Streets, the Lego yeah. movie, Lego movie, Last Man on Earth. I mean, they're, and they're all different kinds of comedy. Mm-hmm. I love Last Man on Earth. Yeah, I, you know, that's a show that I, I love. And it's really we'll get good. to our next <laughs> news piece here that I yeah. forgot to mention earlier. But, oh, um, yeah. I mean, I love Will Forte. Mm-hmm. And I just never, I, I got into it, but I never kept up with it. Mm, it's is funny. It, is it continuing to be good? Yeah, I, I think so. It's a different type it's of humor. Dark kind of fun, it's a yeah. weird humor. Like, I love Kristen Schaal, too. She's one of my favorites. Um, and they're, they just are so strange. She, she's one of my favorites. <laughs> Everyone's around them is just like, what the fuck? You know? Well, I loved, I loved the idea of the first couple episodes of that show that, that um, Will Forte is the last man on earth, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's about to kill himself because he's so lonely. Yeah. And he ends up finding someone. Yeah, right. And, and it's Kristen Schaal. <laughs> She's and the it, worst. And it turns into like his life kind of sucked more <laughs> yeah, with her. Right. You know, this idea that like you could be, <laughs> you're to the edge of solitude that you like can't stop, you can't continue to live. But at right. the same time, like people suck. Right. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Right. It's great. I love that January Jones is then the next female to come back. <laughs> he's just like, so after he's already tech, like married Kristen Shaw's character. Right, right. That's, yes. Uh, it's genius. So good. It's good. Um, so, yeah, I, I, uh, I think that they are going to do a great job. Which also... Which is also say we didn't need this movie, but we're going to get it. This Han Solo movie. <laughs> We did not need it. <laughs> no, we didn't. We 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 agree on that. I think. But yeah. I think Alden Ehrenreich. And I'm further intrigued. Yeah. With with Donald Glover. Right. In it. 
and Donald Glover are as old as Harrison Ford was, I believe, when he first started playing Han Solo. That makes, I mean, probably 33 or something like that, right? right? Uh, I yeah. think like late 20s even. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's they're, they're about our age, right? Yeah. Donald Glover older than us. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, speaking of Last Man on Earth, I just wanted to talk about this. Um, Yorma Taconi. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've <laughs> seen this. Did tweet out a picture. I've seen this, yeah. Of MacGruber 2, which is coming. And, and surprisingly, I haven't talked too much about this on this podcast, but as you know, Mitch, because you know, I know when we I, were friends in, in senior year of college, yeah. me and Kelly right. and Danny couldn't stop talking about how much we love MacGruber. Yeah, you guys got me to watch it. So I was like, all right, I'll see it if you love it that much. And, <laughs> and it is a gem. I love it. It is really a gem. So I, I couldn't be happier that a, a MacGruber sequel is coming. That is a sequel that, that well, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, I, that could be a terrible movie, and I still would probably Love enjoy it. Of course, movie. yeah. Just to see the jokes Will Forte it, yeah. be that character is <laughs> yeah. enough for me, and not like on SNL. It's, it's different. It's yeah. not the SNL skits are just they're kind of dumb. Yeah, he's done some good stuff on SNL, but it's a different. I mean, it's R rated and it's raunchy yeah. and it's a different kind of movie. Um, <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> it's a great spoof. Really? Great. It is a great spoof, it's yeah. a, which which I think we agree is kind of a dead genre in, in mm-hmm. a way. Like there just isn't a lot of good spoofs anymore. Yeah, they're not like so blatant as they used to be spoofs. Right. But when there's a good one, which might be topical in our movie discussion, right? Maybe I don't know um, if, <laughs> if it I don't know spoof. if it is or if it's serious right. or not. <laughs> um, some other news, 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 because we have a lot to catch up on. Um, one blockbuster there was this year. Was uh, there's still blockbusters? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Deadpool. That was one of the first movies we reviewed in 2016, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. way back in the day. What about it? Uh, really, the su- really a surprise smash hit. I mean, everyone knew it was gonna do well, but it really killed it. Partly due to its low budget, it was surprising. Mm-hmm. I mean, low budget for a superhero movie, and it was funny. And it was a grassroots kind of like mm-hmm. you know people. Basically, the internet demanded it, and Fox said, fine, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, and, and then um, it was finally a success And it was a Fox. success, and Fox <laughs> was like, we're geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there's some... Uh, trouble there's Trouble in Paradise. Tim Miller, the director, and he was a, that was his first feature. That was Tim Miller's... He's like 45 or something. That was his first feature. Oh, yeah. He does visual effects. That. He usually works for a visual effects company that, that made the short, that, that got that movie right. funded, basically. Right. It's like the first scene in the movie. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Um, they, they've he's parted ways. And now there's a lot of rumors going on right now about <laughs> it's because of budget. Like he wanted a bigger budget. They're saying, and Fox was like, "No way." <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I buy that because I've I've heard the guy talk, and he's a humble dude. And I don't really think that he doesn't strike me as the kind of director that like is like, "Wow, we need more money here to make this yeah. happen." He seems like the kind of guy that's like, "Let's invest in characters and jokes and dialogue." Right. Bummed? Think it's think this is disaster for a sequel to a smash hit? Do you care? You were kind of lukewarm on that movie to begin with, right? Yeah. Um, I was pretty high on it when I first saw it, and then I watched it again, and I became it. It tepid. <laughs> I became tepid on it. Um, it, it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Uh, I feel like it sounds a lot like Fox wasn't it for creative differences or whatever. Yeah, whatever they. It sounds a lot like Fox when, got their hands in right. it, and they wanted him to do something, and he didn't want to do it. Um, I don't really care to be totally honest. Uh, but 
I think with the new the possibility for a good franchise and you know there has to be someone competent over there at Fox they have to be like hey so let's find a young um, good director to direct a Deadpool movie maybe like the guy who's directing John Wick or something mm-hmm. um, or even like the Raid movies those martial arts movies but they're probably not going to do that because it's Fox right. <laughs> so, so I it sounds like actual trouble in paradise like it's not going to turn out right for maybe they'll make fun of it too in the script they probably will yeah yeah that sucks though anyone you anyone there's like there's this petition immediately that quentin tarantino should direct it which is like it's not his kind it's of not movie. his kind of movie no. i don't like what because it's, it's a raunchy superhero yeah, movie it's like, violent probably i would love for for quentin tarantino to do a superhero movie but for his all, own What's that? His own. Well, you know? either his own or yeah. one that hasn't been made before. Right. Um, the Crow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one that hasn't been made before. Something. You know, A good one. <laughs> yes. Um, but this is not. I mean, who, who watches Deadpool and goes, oh, that's just like Quentin Tarantino? Because it's, it's, there's swear and it's bloody. Like, come on. Idiots, Kale. Idiots. <laughs> You're all dumb. People with Fight Club posters in their dorms. <laughs> Who date people with Audrey Hepburn posters in their yeah. dorms. Live, uh, laugh, love, are, Kale. We are so salty. <laughs> Live, laugh, love, Kale. Um, I had one more point. About, oh, no, on. Do you have a... Do you have a do you, is there anyone in the world you would want to do it, to take on this movie if you cared? <laughs> if you're Fox, who are you trying to get? Do John Wick people? Is that... You think that's yeah, a good idea? Yeah, I think idea? that'd yeah. be cool. Um, but the guy who... I can't remember his name. The guy who directed The Raid and stuff, uh, he'd also be a good choice. Right awesome action i don't know how he is with actors really because i can't judge indonesian acting very well i guess uh but oh gareth evans gareth evans like gareth edwards (laughs) who directed what something we recently watched wasn't it um no not directed or wrote wrote or directed no, nope. but he's he's writing. He wrote wrote one, but I don't know something we recently saw. No, maybe I'm wrong. Mm. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Trailer to Rogue One. We did we did watch that. Right. Though it's from the sounds of it, he got written over. But whatever, it's oh, a whole whatever. discussion for another day. That's for when we watch the That's movie. That's for when we watch the movie. I heard a someone tweeted out an interesting take that I'm going to steal, which is that Ryan Reynolds should direct it. Um, you know, and I think you get a good second unit director in there to do the action. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. Well, I mean, if he really, if he thinks, if he it's his, shops, yeah, yeah, I guess if, if it's, it's his baby, you know, as I mean, he's described it, he's the character. It's not like I can't imagine. No offense, I can't imagine Tim Miller was like breathe the life into that character. I mean, right. I'm sure that it's just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. So right, I think that's a cool idea. No, it would be a good idea. And they could springboard him into doing other stuff. If that's what he wants to that's do. That's what he wants to do, of course. Right. Directing is a whole nother animal. whole nother animal. A nerd animal. Um, Mitch, uh, not news, but I wanted to do this just because it's topical. Uh, Michigan Michigan State game is Saturday. <laughs> uh, we both went to state, and uh, we're both... You know, I'm not bracing for disappointment. Because I, I'm already, I can't I'm already be disappointed there. any yeah, further. I mean, you know, that's I, why, I'm, like, if anybody... At work, I'm surrounded by Wolverines. Really? If any Wolverines like trash talk me, it's like, what you? There's nothing you can do. Like I can only be uh, happy about this game 
like the I can't go any lower right now. Right. Yeah. Season, the, season the outcome of this game after, is only going to make me like happy. Season was over after BYU. Um, well, I, I want to be connect this to the movie industry here and our podcast because I, I, we talked before the show talking sports a little bit. How it's kind of baffling. You know, we knew there was going to be a drop off this year. Mm-hmm. But it's baffling giving the coaching staff and their track record and some of the players on this team and their track record yeah. that they could, that you could get these same people all together who have had such a great past five years. And, and some of the players on this team have been on Rose Bowl teams and, and mm-hmm. Cotton Bowl and all that stuff. Yeah, but they're winners. They're winners. Yeah. You got, a good, you got a good group of people together for a good product. And somehow it is inexplicably terrible shit. Yeah. And I wanted. Do you have a do you have a movie equivalent of this 2016 Spartan team? And you know, a writers and a writer and a director get together with a good cast, and there's just no way this movie is not going to be bad. But it is. You have you have you have something in mind? Okay. There's, um, a, there's a lot of obvious ones, I think. But I wanted to be like a personal one. Right. I don't. That was. I had the biggest problem with finding like a personal example and yeah. it might just be because I like can see shit coming, you know, from when I look at a movie trailer. Yeah. Um, and I'm usually surprised by movies that have like, you know, looked bad, but then we're good. But rarely do I see something and I'm like, this is going to be amazing. And it turns out bad. And all I can think of like really are just, well, Ghostbusters for one. <laughs> I mean, no, I think, I think yeah. Ghostbusters is a great example. I mean, right. that is that is a that is a Spartan like, yeah, inexplicable shitstorm. I mean, <laughs> it, it is like you have such talent there, great writing and director, mm-hmm. and uh, well, we don't know about writing yet. Sure, I don't think, but sure, but well, you have Paul Feig who yeah. is a I mean, who has some sort who of has worked hard base on stuff, there, but yes, yeah. But and something at the top is just not not, <laughs> yeah. not right. Bad coordination to get a good script going. <laughs> a good execution. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> do you have any like obvious ones that aren't personal? I mean, like, uh, you know, like, like Godfather Three to me is okay, one. Like, well, I yeah. like that's one. Not just not just because it's a it's a it's a sequel that's shitty and like you're like wow that sucks because the first two were so good. But like the the, the wealth of talent that surrounds that film. Mm-hmm you would think would just be amazing. And right. it's really not that. I mean, I, I'm a defender of that film in certain ways, but it's just not. I just thought of one. Cowboys and Aliens or Cowboys that versus is a, Aliens. That's a good one. Yeah, you got Harrison I know, Ford. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I... Okay. Yeah. Olivia Wilde. John Favreau. John Favreau's directing. Yeah. Who else is in that movie? Sam Rockwell's in that movie, I think. There's good that's people. Good There's good, good people one. in that movie. Um, Daniel Craig, of course, obviously. Uh and it is just like a total shit shit pile. <laughs> it's not good. It takes itself too seriously when it should have been more fun. Is that is that why? I think so. Paul Dano. This is like this is a great cast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Paul Dano's in it. He always plays like a real snot faced like <laughs> bad guy. You know, yeah. like you just want to beat the shit out of him. Brian Williams or Brian Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, like yeah, like Brian. Like Wilson. Brian I just Wilson. want to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I have like a like I, I think Green Lantern is one that that always blows my mind. Oh yeah, just because like Martin Campbell was and he was coming off a high there, with with like uh, Casino Royale, um, 
and you know, you know, Martin Campbell did 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 Goldeneye and Casino Royale. I mean, these movies that like kind of saved franchises. And you thought, mm-hmm. oh, Green Lantern superhero movie. That's that, and it's a very popular superhero character. You've got Greg Berlanti writing it, who looking at the time probably wasn't a big deal, but looking back at it, I mean, he's the he's the head behind all these CW shows that are extremely popular and, and well done for what they are. Mm-hmm. And then you got Ryan Reynolds who. The proposal. You know, again, well, I'm just again. It's like it's, to me. It's like you just put that. Guy, it's like MacGruber, right? It's just Will yeah. Forte. You put Will Forte in a movie. I want to watch it. Ryan Reynolds is there being a superhero. It's like that seems like a great formula. Mm-hmm. And but it's, it's not even watchable. Green Lantern. Like it is extremely boring. There's no. It's just surface level shit. Never watched. Oh, it. it's terrible. And and it doesn't make sense to me how that could happen. Um, and another one. This is a, this the is Green a, Hornet. <laughs> oh, that's I haven't seen that. I'm, yeah. I don't think it's um, worth it. <laughs> th- this is one that that you're gonna think is weird, maybe. But you ever seen Smoke and Aces? Um, no, I have not. So I'm like a low key, like you know Joe Carnahan. He he did Narc and The Gray and uh, no. I I've always been a little fascinated with him because I think he he is a good director. Um. But there's movies like The A-Team that he did and then Smoke and Aces, which Smoke and Aces stars Ryan Reynolds, Ray Liotta, Jeremy Piven, Ben Affleck, Peter Berg, uh, Andy Garcia's in this. There's a lot of people in this that was like, oh, that should be a good movie. And I don't know if it's because you watch the Golden State Warriors last night who got Kevin Durant now and they got beat by 30 points in their opening game. You wonder if you put too much star power in one thing. Does it just throw Everyone's off the vying chemistry for, of like, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But I've just ne- I remember seeing Smoke and Aces in, in high school and being excited for it and then also being like, wow, like we were laughing in the theater. It was not at it. Not mm-hmm. w- I mean not with it, but it was so bad. Really? Yeah, I mean it was it was crazy bad. And I haven't even watched that, it. That since. comes from like the really this is another cynical thing, but that comes from the like Boondock Saints snatch like yeah 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 like I know. pulp fiction wannabe right, movies right. like period in the mid 2000s yeah um i i thought of the wild i thought of wild wild west for some reason that is a, that is a good one will smith yeah. kevin klein selma hayek and kenneth branagh those are all good that that yeah. actors and funny people for the most part well kenneth branagh i don't know if you could really call him funny but kenneth branagh he's directing like he directed thor, the thor the dark yeah. world and yeah. stuff no, that's a, that's a, that is a good one. I, yeah, I, that's not one that I think about because I guess I was too young. But that that's probably a that's an A plus one. Like, mm-hmm. why would that movie ever be bad? There's especially also, back then. Yeah, I I also wrote down pretty much every Terrence Malick film besides like five. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it doesn't. Well, I, you, know, I, you, you speak for yourself there, but like that doesn't seem inexplicable. You just don't like Terrence Malick. <laughs> I like some of his. The New World is awesome. I love uh, Tree of Life, and then like, what was that Knight of Cups or whatever that came out this past year? There was another one that came out with Ben Affleck that nobody like yeah. talked uh, about. Yeah. It's like what? What? Are they, these movies are just people standing around and like staring off, <sighs> like kind of like thinking wistfully, you know, just standing on a beach. Um, and then I wrote, I I wrote down Old Dogs, <laughs> Wild Hogs. Eggnogs. <laughs> I mean, are Big you surprised logs. by some of these? Or? Stinky bogs. You just, now you just... <laughs> <laughs> um, you start naming bad movies. Yeah, old dogs and wild hogs. Come on. How can you go wrong with that cast? <laughs> <laughs> so many stars. 
It's going to be a laugh riot. A hoot. If if uh if you guys have any a doggone good time. <laughs> if you guys have You'll any go hog wild. <laughs> inexplicably this. bad movies. Uh I I'm I, I I like this subject because it, it blows it really blows. I mean even though no one knows anything and movies are so hard to make that it doesn't surprise me that movies are bad. It's just like you get a wealth of talent in a room to uh-huh. sit down and say let's go out there and make something worth watching yeah, and it's make something fun. Yeah. And then at the same time, you watch this Michigan State Spartan team and you think, well, <laughs> that's just how the world works sometimes, isn't yeah. it? Yep. Mitch, let's get to our movie of the week. <laughs> Why don't are you ready? When yes, you I'm this? ready. All right. I'm just sad now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sad. Um, uh, John Carpenter directed a movie in uh, 1981, I think. Let me check. I mean, I'm sure he directed a lot of movies. <laughs> Oh, I am just not on my game. He was on yeah, such 1981, a good... it was Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. He starring, was on such a good tear there for a while. Kurt Russell, he was not a great tear. And and John Carpenter, obviously, is a fantastic director with a, a, uh, a big book, as Jim Price would say. He's got a, a lot of uh, big body of work there to choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this stretch, you're talking about like The Thing and Halloween and mm-hmm. um, They Live, those kind of movies. Um, in 1996, the year of our, of our film year, uh, he did a sequel called Escape from L.A., which, you know, apparently, again, we, we, we said we haven't seen Escape from New York, but Escape from L.A. is um, a sequel, but it's almost the same thing, just instead of New York, it's L.A., from what I've read. Yes. Massive um, earthquake separated the that, whole city right. from <laughs> that being said it doesn't seem like i need to see escape from new york but at the same time i wonder if i do because i don't know about the tone of this film <laughs> yeah i'm a little confused and we will get into it you want to you want to just you would tell us what's going on in this movie first before we start right. critiquing it discussing it so what what year is it it's, it's like 2013 uh yeah, the, yeah, it takes place in 2013. The it's, first one takes place in 1997. I think. Right, yeah. right. I think. So that was 16 years in the future. So now when you watch this move, this movie, 1996, it comes out, and they're talking about just <laughs> you know, it's 1997 next year. So it's like, oh, it's not like that at all. So <laughs> how far can we go into the future now? <laughs> so 2013, a massive earthquake rips and sinks like. Most of LA and it, basically just the downtown area is an island, and it <laughs> like a lot of the religious leaders thought it was like you know God like separating because LA was just a filth hole, you know. And I think this probably reflects a lot of like the ideas of the 90s, like LA was just right, gangs right, and right. and depravity and drugs and bad movies, bad guys, yeah. <laughs> bad movies. So it becomes a prison. They send like people to LA <laughs> to this prison that's like protected and guarded like the rest of mainland is protected by walls <laughs> and and guard towers and machine guns and stuff. So you can never escape. Which I think is a cool idea actually because in and I don't know about the New York thing, but you know, we grow up knowing that eventually California's going to split into the sea. Yeah, eventually. You know, we don't know. It's, it's a matter of when, they say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a matter of, yeah, when, not if. Yeah. Which, I would just say, if you told me that, like, okay, okay there's, a, there's a there's a earthquake, L.A. splits off, and they decide to make it, like... 
a Australia. It's yeah. like a, it's, a <laughs> yeah. pla- it's a place where just prisons go and <laughs> yeah. prisoners go and they They're exile like, oh, okay, you. Yeah. And, you know, it could be in a way it could be like that's a good domestic policy. Like we don't have to pay for prison anymore. Send, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just send everyone to LA. Yeah, and right. Kill each other. Right. Just want to say, as a premise, that's like that could be a cool movie. Yeah, if it's executed well. <laughs> what does John Carpenter do with it? <laughs> uh, he turns it into a really strange. Uh, I don't even know how to describe like the the weirdness of and like the tone like you said of this movie uh but and i'm trying and i'm having a hard time remembering with the plot yeah basically there's this device that like basically the government forces him to go in and find this device that that uh cuervo has the the, right the big drug lord yeah or whatever um, that like can shut off the entire planet. Oh, the satellite yeah. systems, right? Right, and it just and, shuts all the power down. Right, and they, which I guess happens in Escape from New York too. They they basically poison him, and they have the anecdote. So Snake Plissken is forced, is forced yeah, to go to go, this. go retrieve it. Also, yeah. the president's daughter. Oh yeah, the is, president's is daughter had the thing. Right. So she and right. she fled because and yeah. they want they want Snake to kill her. It's a very conv. It's a super convoluted plot. Yeah. But at the end, also like the president's. The bad guy, yeah. But also, this Cuervo guy is the bad guy. Don't really know where the president's. She just wants to let loose, I guess. I don't right. know where the president's <laughs> daughter is. And then well, in the middle of it all, I guess our focus is Snake Plissken just trying to live. I think, right? <laughs> yeah, right. He's just trying to survive L.A. But like, it doesn't even seem like he cares about the mission that much. Uh, <laughs> but L.A. It's your what? What do they say? Like. Where he sent all the prostitutes, atheists, runaways, <laughs> were thrown out the trash. <laughs> okay. Which, atheists. A, a, at the beginning of this movie, it's like, oh, God, is this supposed to be like, you know, like a serious dystopian movie where yeah, it's like, like a wow, comment. this could happen. Yeah, is it commentary? It's not serious enough to be commentary. It's not serious enough to be commentary, but the movie's not silly enough to be a spoof of, of dystopian movies, right? Yeah. yeah, like Idiocracy, I mean... That's serious but in that's a sense. A, that's commentary. Yeah, idiocracy is commentary. This isn't commentary. I don't think. I don't. I don't. I. I really don't know. It isn't commentary, but at the same time, I was thinking about Trump, like whenever the president was on, like yeah, so was, was I. talking. I was yeah. like, this is a lot. This sounds like a lot like what he's talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it did. It was weird. Yeah. I mean, it's realistic. <laughs> But the movie's not. So would you, would, you, would you agree that this film is probably made to satisfy the fans of Escape from New York, but also to be a movie that's just like, hey, let's just go blow some shit up. Let's, what, there's, there's a cool scenario and a badass main character who just we just need a we need a silly plot to throw him in just so he can blow some shit up. And basically, it's a dystopian fantasy, not a dystopian commentary. Right. Does that yeah, mean, I think so. Okay. In that sense, does it do it for you? Are you were you entertained? Um, I was entertained to a point. There were some parts that really slowed down, um, but I was entertained in like a wow, this is bad sort of way. Uh, 
I can't imagine going into the movies in like 1996 and being like, "This is amazing!" Like these special effects. Okay, Cause, well, let's. I guess it since, wasn't. Since, since it you was, brought it up, this is we did the 96 movie. I mean, does this it, movie feel 96 to you? No. Well, I don't know really. Um, no, it doesn't. Because when you think Independence Day came out in 96, that's and that I, that was like, my first thought. Was this like, looks that's like the standard for action movies in that year. Right. This looks like it was made for like four million dollars. <laughs> well, this this movie this movie ma- looks like it was made a year after Escape from New York. I mean, this this looks like an eighties movie. You're right, in every yeah. sense of the way. From in the tone s- too, tone, even. music, style, music, like yeah. And I don't. So I I'm led to believe, out of with no evidence of Escape from New York, that they were trying to be like, oh, remember the eighties? Maybe I don't. know. You don't think so? I just think they didn't have the money. And, you thought they were trying to be cool, and it wasn't. Yeah, and John Carpenter kind of is getting old. Getting old, maybe, really? You know? Yeah, possibly. I think so. Watching it, but there's some really cheap effects. There are, <laughs> and yeah. really stupid, like stupid premises, like the hang gliding ambush. <laughs> okay, look, dude, look, look. We should just get into all the ridiculous things look, in this movie. The the, the basketball scene. <laughs> Is obs- is obscene. Like he's forced to he's forced to make without missing uh, five shots in ten seconds. Yeah. No, it was I'm, like twenty seconds. I think. No. Well, it's a ten second shot clock. So oh every right. Every time he makes a shot, it resets. Which yeah, immediately. So he has. Well, he's got to run all the way back yeah, down and get the ball. I love how like he shoots like three shots. I mean, I guess he's been injured and he's dying from this poison. I think mm-hmm. at that point still. And so I guess he's slowed down, but like he makes two shots back and forth in the court, and Cuervo, the bad guy, goes, "He's getting tired." <laughs> like really? <laughs> this guy's what this guy's been through, and he's running back and forth on a basketball court. It's really tough on his knees, man. That hardwood floor in the middle of the L.A. Coliseum. Yeah, you just got to do real quick layups. <laughs> yeah, Sprint I know. Back at you. Who said you had to dribble? Did anybody say you had to dribble? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Actually, that's a plot hole. Hmm. Anyways, that's stupid as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I like how we're arguing. Like, No, that was stupid as fuck. I was like, am I really watching this right now? Is this happening? <laughs> Just like, who thinks that that's cool? Like, uh, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not funny either. Yeah. Really. And, you, and you know he's going to make it, right? <laughs> right. Because he's got to be good at basketball too. He's yeah. Like when he like drains it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then the surfing thing, almost immediately after that, like you don't even have time <laughs> to come down scene. from the high of seeing a post-apocalyptic one-on-one, <laughs> literally basketball game. My favorite scene. And then they're surfing through a trench, like a at the a s- trench at the speed of Steve Buscemi driving a car. Yeah, and and Kirk, yeah. So they see each other somehow. They like look at each other like, oh, and Steve Buscemi's driving is like really souped up. I don't even know what it is. Like, yeah. yeah, like pimped out Coupe de Ville, and he's he's driving, like I don't I don't know how to describe it, but like above where Kurt Russell is on this like trench, like like on this wave ripping through the city, and they see each other, and Kurt Russell surfs faster, like <laughs> to catch up to him. He's like and he's been mm. shot in the leg at this <laughs> yeah, point too, yeah. and he's immediately good at surfing. Like it, it's what is, it's Peter Fonda, isn't it, who plays that guy? That like surfer dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Pipeline. Yeah, he. <laughs> the names and the, the names. I just loved it because he was able to surf and catch up to Steve Buscemi. 
<laughs> it just never makes no sense. Would you? <laughs> what you think about uh, Hershey? Hershey. The the well again this is this seems to be something I didn't know the the woman with the man's voice at the end of the movie where he meets up with her. He, oh yeah, he um, her. yeah. What's her name? Uh, she's a famous actress, and I'm drawing a complete blank. Uh, Pam Pam Greer. Pam Pam Greer, Pam Greer. Right. Pam Greer. Yeah, that was weird. But that seems like something from Escape from New York. That yeah, I, I would assume that she was also there. Right. Like now, why is she in L.A. now? Um. I gotta see Escape from New York. I gotta figure out how they <laughs> their relationship with each other. Um. Yeah, that was weird. And then they come up with the brilliant idea to like hang glide into the base and ambush them, which is like the most awkward action scene I've ever. Yeah. Just like people going by in hang gliders and Steve Buscemi hang gliding like, whoa, <laughs> it's like really bad blue screen. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's good stuff. I think it's it's a movie you watch when you're getting drunk with your friends. To be totally honest, yeah, it is. Right. So, did you do that, or you? No, I was by myself. So, so what, I was I mean, drinking so by I mean, myself. What, I mean, what is it? What is your ultimate, like, what's your ultimate estimation of this movie in terms of who, like, what? Well, like, I mean, what, what? It, did you enjoy watching it? I did, in a sense. I think I, I like it, it was. To the point where, like, it's campy and you're supposed to laugh at it. And I love those movies. But, mm-hmm. like, I just didn't really, like. I was commenting on a lot of things. Like, at one point I wrote down, who's lighting all these barrel fires? <laughs> <laughs> like, so there's a lot of, like, really weird oh. stuff. Uh, and then there's, what is it? I loved Stacey Keach's character. Just the way he delivered every line was just absurd. The, like, lieutenant who he becomes like the guy in charge and <laughs> classic Stacy Keach role. Yeah. And, and every, like there's just scenes in the, the first act is amazing. I loved like every part of like in orientate, orientating him to get like going to into LA. Yeah. Uh, when he's going through the weapons and he's like describing them and Stacy Keach is like providing commentary or like quips every, for every single weapon. Like, yeah, that's something you don't want to be holding when you pull that. <laughs> or something ridiculous. Like, nothing clever at all. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, what was the, like, he they trick him, like, three times, which I found hilarious when he, like, tries to kill them. And they're like, ah, we're holograms. <laughs> you think we're that stupid? And then <laughs> they're like, all right, good luck, snake. And then he's like, is this loaded? And they're like, yep. He's like, thanks. And he like sprays them with bullets and they're still standing there. And he's like, what do you think we'd give you real bullets? And and (laughs) it's just like, God damn it. I'm going to get these guys so good when I come back. (laughs) He does. Yeah, he does. He pulls the old hologram hologram trick. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about snake. I mean, so movie aside, it's snake. Is he, because I've heard about Snake Plissken for my whole life yeah. before seeing this movie. Is he the badass that he should be in this film to you? <laughs> I like, don't know. Do you feel, See, like, now, you, were you watching Kurt Russell be like, God damn, he's a badass? No, I mean, not really. I mean, there were like weird shit to his character. Like when he, <laughs> he gets all those guys around him and he's like, we're going to play a game. 
put your guns on the ground I love, or, or I love, whatever put I your guns that. on the ground yeah and then he just shoots all of them he's uh, like yeah okay yep that's how he does it uh but i'm starting to question how i gotta see escape from new york is the love for snake plissken ironic like right that's what his, i want is like how awesome he is because i mean like dalton in roadhouse pa- patrick swayze's character that's an ironic like what a badass because it's it's ridiculous. Yes. At the same time, you know, you do have like even 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 Chuck Norris and Steven Seagal and Jacques Clown Van Damme. I mean, I mean those guys are ironically beloved as badasses, but at the same time, like, like you watch Under Siege Two with Steven they're Seagal, athletic. like I mean, they're 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 super talented at stunts. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? I don't really get that from Kurt Russell. <laughs> no, not really. No. Um, that being said, I think his strongest. Maybe suit. in 81. Maybe in 81. That's why I got to see Escape from New York. I think his strongest suit, no pun intended, is is he does look like a badass. Yeah. Now, again, I think he looks like an 80s badass. I don't think that <laughs> hair is 1996 at all. No. Um, but it's, also... It's in now, I think. <laughs> I got a very... I got a very Neo Matrix vibe from the way he looked. Like <laughs> yeah. The way he dressed. Yeah. And I got to wonder, and probably no doubt in my mind, that that was a huge influence on them. Um, well, especially like the, you know, the, like not the all way, leather the, an influence sure. on the Matrix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like in the way that Neo looks, at least right. at the end of the Matrix, kind of thing. With the leather trench coat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah, because I can't think of very many other like bad guys or good, good guys, good guys that, that dress like bad, that. Good yeah. Guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This movie had a slow motion gear up scene where he's like putting everything on and then mm-hmm. it cuts really awkwardly to like a regular motion shot of him like walking and meeting up to them yeah <laughs> okay guys that's why that's why you, you know my, my my first indication that this movie is is not at all serious is the first 10 minutes of the film yeah like i don't think i that, see i, I don't think it's it. trying to be serious right that's why i love the first act of the movie it was my favorite it just doesn't it doesn't keep that camp tone throughout the whole thing it, it makes these you're right it makes these things where it's like are they trying to be serious like the end of the movie where he actually activates the the be all end all the technology button that, mm-hmm. that literally eliminates all like electrical devices in the world forever yeah, yeah. so everyone's to reset you know he, he presses that button and he goes welcome to the human race <laughs> and that that <laughs> seems that seems like commentary and then immediately after he picks up a box of cigarettes that says American spirit and smokes it, which sounds that is like fake commentary, right? Like he is smoking the American spirit. I don't know. To be funny. I think I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. Weird. I don't, it's all over the place. Yeah. Just, it's not like, it's not spoofy enough to be hot shots. I thought that was just like a really bad product placement. (laughs) It could be. They, are they allowed to do that? Cigarettes in movies? In 1996? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the laws on that. Probably not. Well, ask Mike Pence. <coughs> He's a cigarette truther. Um, they're not that bad for you, he says. Really? Uh, yeah. He, <laughs> he said that. I yeah. did not know that no, was one of his, his theories. <laughs> um, uh, oh, man. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's not... It's not stupid silly enough to be like hot shots right where it's spoofing action movies ramada's in it (laughs) it? yeah it's not serious enough for it to be like the terminator right and i don't know where it lies yeah 
Yeah, I don't know either. And I, I think that kind of ruined the experience for me in a way. Because I wanted to watch this and be like, Snake Plissken, fucking badass of all time. Well, I don't feel that way having seen it. It's really interesting because I'm, I'm thinking of like another John Carpenter movie, Big Trouble in Little China, which... Is, you, re- you recommended that? One yeah, time? I'm yeah. actually going to recommend it again okay. today because it's on Netflix. Oh, good. Um, it It's similar in like... I don't know <laughs> what it is about that movie as well. It's spoofy and it's funny, Big Trouble in Little China, but like it's also ridiculous. Like and but serious at the same time. Like it still has like a serious tone to it. Like you care about the characters. Yeah, right. And it there's a way to do it, but the, yeah, you're right. This one isn't like and this one seems like a serial. Like right. I just read like a dumb comic. Yeah. Yeah. Recommend? I, I do to be totally honest i think it's worth a watch with like if you're drinking and like your buddies want to watch it or you really like bad movies um yeah if you're into this kind of film right because there's am. stars in it yeah, i mean yeah. stacy keach steve uh, buscemi steve buscemi peter fonda peter fonda yeah i Ramada, Ramada, whatever she yeah. which is the funniest Wasn't name, she? the funniest name for a love interest ever Ramada. Ramada. <laughs> I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. Hot Shots Part Two is one of my favorite movies of all time. Really? I like the first one. Oh, I'm such a... Lloyd Bridges is comic genius in He's both great. of those movies. And Airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of, yeah. Mm, I could watch that. I could watch that again. I haven't seen that in years. And there's a lot of lines, I'm sure. As I'm watching the movie, I'll just start repeating them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can, I can, so many lines from Hot Shots Part Two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just love when he picks up the, the handful of bullets and he chucks it at the guys. <laughs> and my favorite scene in Hot Shots Part Two, actually, you're right. It is maybe I may like that more than Hot Shots Part One. Now I'm thinking of it is uh, when I know what Charlie Sheen. I... Charlie Sheen is on the uh, the like. PT boat writing and in his memoir, and then you start hearing someone else like With talking. It's yeah, it's Martin Sheen, and he's coming in the other direction. That is, and they go, "I loved you in Wall Street." <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. <laughs> uh, I love. They give movie. each other a thumbs up as they go. Uh, I love, I love it. it. Uh, such such a good scene. It's probably one of my favorites. That's a great movie. Before there was MacGruber, yeah, there was Topper Harley. <laughs> Topper. Um, Topper <laughs> Frying an egg when like in the love scene. <laughs> so good. Frying an egg on her stomach. That's so good. Um, all right. So anyways, uh, I think we, we you know, in a silly way we both recommend uh John Carpenter's escape. Room. You know, one of my Which favorite one of my favorite lines in this was uh designer drugs, Pliskin. The wave of the future. <laughs> or no, designer viruses, he says. Damn it, I fucked it up. Yeah. Designer viruses, the wave of the future. I'm like, to what benefit? <laughs> like, why would we do that? <laughs> bad stuff. Bad stuff, but good stuff. That's bad, bad, but good. Also, another good name. The The president's daughter's name is Utopia. Um, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, Bruce Campbell's in this, too. Bruce Campbell is in this. That was a weird scene. I didn't like that scene. No. Yeah. Um. So recommendations, you're going to recommend Big Trouble in Little China? Yeah, it's funny. Chinese, like, magic and mysticism and Kurt Russell's a dumb trucker who <laughs> gets caught up in, like, a, you know, underground magic good versus evil plot. It's great. 
I love it. And there's Kung Fu. I want to check that out. I've never seen it, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm going to recommend South Park, <laughs> the season okay. that's going on right now, because it's the only other thing I'm really watching at the moment, besides uh, Luke Cage, which I recommended last time. Um, it is, again, on point. Absolutely great this season. Um to extents that I didn't think it would go again. Uh, it's going in directions that it is pretty. It's just just flat out genius. The commentary that that show does. It is um, very impressive. Every time you think they've made you, you think you know where you're going, where they're going with a point or a plot line. In in, in these seasons they're doing now, that just like the whole season is one plot line thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go a different direction or take it in a different view that you didn't think was happening. And of course. There's election commentary, which seems a little forced, actually. In this, it seems like they didn't want to do this. You know, if you recall from last season, they killed off Trump. Yeah, the Canadian and, Trump. Yeah, because I don't think they really thought this was going to happen. I think that they're just like they just it's low hanging fruit kind of thing. Them, yeah, you know, like they don't. They're, it, yeah, so they're doing it kind of like it's. They're not forcing it down your throat, cause, right? I think they're going deeper from what everything I've seen so far. Um, it seems like they are trying to make a commentary on like why this is happening, why this is yes, happening right. instead of like what is happening. Right. Exactly. Um, Which is fascinating. They're, and I'm start and I'm starting to catch on to like why. And they're, and they're hinting at it because when we talk about it all the time, they're hinting at, you know, Hollywood's fascination with the, the, past, the past and remaking things and making movies great again. Mm-hmm. Making franchises great again, right. yeah, is is uh, similar to what a lot of other people want in this country for yeah. different reasons and different things in different media. Right, right. People are too afraid to do something new and progress, <laughs> so they want things to go back to the way that they were when they weren't informed by the internet. Interesting stuff. Yeah, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yes. So that's my recommendation. Um, in fact, that happens. Is it the same Wednesday? Yeah. So yeah. The, the new episode is going to be tonight. Some point ten. Um, that is that's it for us. I have a feeling we'll get our back to back show next week. I'm calling it. I am guaranteeing it. As the Pistons start tonight, I'm guaranteeing yeah. that we will do a show next week. Um, if you have uh, if you have things we want to you want us to review. Any suggestions for stuff that you uh, want us to watch, that sort of thing that we should tell people about. If you've got a movie that you thought had no chance of being bad but was inexplicably terrible, let us know. I like this topic. It's pretty fascinating to me. Hit us up at woodwardsfilmcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at woodwardsdet. Uh, for Colin and Mitch, damn it, I didn't say that right. For Mitch <laughs> and Colin, who's not here, I'm Kale. And I'm Mitch. Oh, wait, you said that already. Yes. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm Kale. All right. See you next week. See ya. This has been a WoodwardsDetroit.com production. Your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk.